Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. It's another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. And as usual, I'm your host, Jamie Malm. I'm here with Josh Watson and Tony Shore. Hello, guys. Hello, how are we doing? Well, as we record this, we are officially into April, which means quarter one is over. So we're going to talk about some action items that we maybe want to take advantage of and really be intentional with how we are proactive and reach out to our clients and our consumers, what we want to be aware of. I was going to say top 10, but I didn't actually count up the action items to know if there are 10. So we'll see. Maybe it's going to be a top nine, top 11. I don't know. <laughs> Man, we'll exciting, exciting first quarter. I mean, unbelievable. Um, I know there's probably several of our uh, listeners right now that had probably one of the best quarters they've ever had. And so congrats to everyone out there. Um, really fun. So it flew by. I can't believe first quarter is already done. It, it just went right by. Well, so busy. So there's plenty of things to gripe about, right? There inflation and the maybe delays with the annuity carriers, which everybody is griping about. But that's because annuity products have been so competitive that the carriers just can't keep up. And I know on the investment side, even with the volatility in the marketplace, we're just seeing um, insanely competitive numbers from the advisors that you know, that just goes to show that people are really looking for support. They're looking for the advice. And we want to make sure that we're recapping some of the top things to be aware of from this quarter. So if you missed being proactive on something, it's not too late. Now's the time to do your recap. So I thought we would break this into three categories kind of a recap on the economy, what experts are saying prospecting methods, because of course, one of the main things we get asked about is what's working out there. Is there anything that was working last year that people are moving away from anything new that's working? So we're going to share those details with you. And then some things that you got to take advantage of here quickly, like in the next couple of weeks, if we want to really move on some Q1 wrap up items. So those will be the main things we talk about. But what about you guys? Anything exciting happen in your lives quarter one? Riveting. Go ahead, Josh. So many good things. It's just everybody's jumping in at once. I <laughs> no, <the> <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, it was a really fast quarter. Um, we had, of course, kicked it off with the uh, the Gradient Summit out in Las Vegas. Um, so we did that. Then, uh, you know, we've had a, a new generation retirement planning university in the first quarter. Um, so it's just been, it's been wild. It's, uh, I know you've been on a couple of office visits. I mean, it's, um, it's really been, been a good quarter though. I heard some stats today about training events. And I think a common misconception is training events are only for newbies, right? New people to be trained and you see the, the recruiting show. And that's actually the opposite of what we want our training events to be. We want our training events to be actual educational 
go home, have something tangible that you can implement. And without seeing the end result, you never quite know, like, was that, I I think that was successful. I think it was beneficial, was it? So I saw some really cool stats today. And you guys might, if you saw these, you'll have to tell me if I'm remembering my numbers correctly. But I think the numbers were something like, if somebody starts with a gradient, never attends a training, their average production is around 800,000 or so. If they attend at least one training, it goes to 1.7 million. Two trainings goes to almost 5 million. And three trainings is like $8 million. I was so excited to see that because I thought, okay, that makes me feel really good that people are going home with tangible things that they can take and go implement into their practice. So has been a really busy first quarter of training events. So really has. And I think the key with our training events is it's really not just uh, education. It's more implementation. Yeah, that's true. How do you take these things, take them home and actually do something with them, have a process uh, so that you can go out there and successfully use the concepts uh, to do more business? And so uh, it's really cool to see those numbers and, and see that it is working. So one of the things that I'll share for my quarter one, I cannot recall if we talked about this on a previous episode, but the numbers keep changing. So I'll give you the latest update. Um, but I did my first seminar of the year. So I also have my own advisory practice and I did my first seminar of the year. Um, when would it have been? First week in March, I believe. And I'm in a town of 16,000 people. So a pretty small town. I did the enhanced planning seminar. We got 24 buying units there, like 14 appointments and business that's coming in off of that right now is a, is right at about two and a half million. And I've only met with about half the people, which shows how important holistic and enhanced planning is to people, right? Unfortunately, you've got some agents and advisors out there that are very transactional in nature. They sell mutual funds or bonds or stocks without really giving people a holistic plan on how it all ties together. And they need and they want somebody to show them how it all comes together. So I'm really excited about what I've been able to do to help people here in our local community. And I hope that means that our advisors are following suit and saying, hey, I get it. You guys aren't just sitting there telling me what you think I should do. You're actually living this also. Um, but that enhanced planning that we rolled out this quarter, those that training that grading has put together, the additional support with the network of attorneys and having the JD in-house, that has been tremendous. So you've not taken advantage of that. I really encourage you to do so. I think that was a big one in quarter one. Huge. Yep. That was a big push. Obviously you can see the results of, uh, of why, I mean, it does work, makes a ton of sense. It's, it's one too, where what's really cool is you don't have to do a dinner workshop using that topic if you don't want to. And so for you to do that much business off of that event, in a town of what, 15,000 people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really impressive. And you can imagine what your results would be if you're even in a bigger city. 
Um, and or so, working full time. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or working full time. Yeah. Or not, or not yeah. doing, uh, holding down three, at least three or four different positions. Right. So, yeah. Well, uh, gotta stay busy. I don't want to get doing bored. A lot. I mean, you're a <laughs> VP of marketing at Gradient. You've got your own practice. Um, so, and then there's the full time job of uh, trying to take care of Brad. Um, I tell you. But, uh, but you know what? Uh, one thing I want to point out, and Jamie, you, Maybe you're not a great example of this because you're already you are used to speaking and talking to people. But I've had a lot of advisors tell me that when they go to do a seminar, uh, their seminars are much better because they also do a podcast or a radio show that right. it's helped their speaking ability. We have a lot of advisors who have come across like insurance salesmen, you know, and mm-hmm. so uh, and but doing the radio show and doing a weekly show helps them. It helps them communicate better with their clients one-on-one, but especially in front of a group because it helps you overcome that. Uh, Even just recording a show like this, uh, it gets you used to uh, being able to think on your feet and talk more openly. Uh, But, you know, those uh, workshops and seminars um, and doing the show, uh, those are all things I've heard this first quarter. So many of our advisors are having great first quarters. And of course the first quarter is busy for a lot of folks because, you know, tax season, it gets people thinking about finances. It's a good reason to reach out to your clients because of a tax season and uh, maybe they want to move some money around or, you know, look at where they're at as far as uh, their assets. So uh, I think it's all good. First quarter is great for me personally. uh, Summit was the highlight of my first quarter. I I love, uh, you know, talking to everybody. And we had a great summit this year. One of the best in the 10 years I've worked with Gradient, I thought the summit was great. And I heard the most positive feedback from advisors this year. Yeah. So quarter one, it's funny that we're talking about seminars because one of the things that I wanted to talk about was prospecting methods and really what worked this quarter, what changed this quarter, what were agents and advisors using maybe last year that they've moved away from? Because we track all of that, right? We keep a really close eye on water advisors asking us to reimburse using their vendor bucks. That's a really easy way for us to know where's the money going. If they are repeatedly using the same vendor, the same system, we know they're getting results or they wouldn't want us to pay for it again. So that's a really easy way that we can track where are the dollars being spent. And I would say the biggest change that I've seen is the shift away from TV. We saw a huge increase in spending on TV last year, even into the year before, uh, with not even necessarily TV shows, although we had a lot of advisors doing 30-minute shows, uh, but with commercials. And it has almost all but stopped. I think we have just a couple of people that are still doing the shows and still getting good results, but the advertising on TV, I've seen it shift almost entirely to radio. And I don't know if that's the way it is across the industry. We're one of the biggest IMOs and it's what my other advisors is where they're recruiting and they're coming into Gradient are saying as well. So I think this is probably widespread, but I would love to hear from any of you that are on the phone, you'll have to email us and tell us if this is also something you've moved away from, but it seems to be a shift from TV to radio. And Tony, like you said, if you're in an area where airtime is expensive, 30 to 90 second commercials, promos, little spots on air seem to be going really well. 
or the podcast or the shortcast. That's a way to leverage some of the credibility and the branding aspect of radio and having a show without having to pay airtime. So I've seen a, a huge shift in radio making a comeback and TV going away. Yeah. And this, uh, so far this year, end of last year, beginning of this year, the first quarter, radio is the number one marketing spend at Gradient. Um, and last year at this time, it was television. Uh, mm-hmm. This year, it's radio. Uh, radio has been number one in the past, uh, you know, uh, but TV kind of took over for a couple of years. Uh, but I think a lot of that is ads and podcasts. I, I really do. I mean, there are people doing shows as well. Um, obviously, but weekly podcasts and ads, uh, that combination too is really working well for people. We have, I have advisors that, um, were small time and they've grown so much. Um, they're doing fewer seminars and putting more money into radio. So, uh, I'm not telling people not to do seminars and workshops. That's still obviously important and they can tie together. And I think that's what works the best. Uh, but we do have a lot of people that, you know, um, Bill Altman up in Omaha, Mike Graber in Indiana, uh, they Michael McGuire in Oklahoma City. There are some advisors out there that have just uh, their radio shows have just taken off and uh, ad spends are just uh, they're getting a lot more leads for their money that way and getting a lot of mileage. And you can utilize the podcast and the radio show at your seminars and workshop to give you credibility because, uh, Jamie, Uh, to convert those 24 people you had, if you tell them, hey, listen to my weekly financial show, if you put that on a slide behind you or mention it a couple of times, like, wow, she has her own weekly financial show. And then they listen to that and then give you a call and say, yeah, I will meet with you because you have more credibility. Well, people are always thinking of content to put out, right? They're thinking, I've got an email. I got to do something on social media. I want to do something that's different. You can take little clips from your podcast or your radio show or your promos or whatever, and you can repurpose that, use that on YouTube, on social media and your drip email campaigns, pre and post seminar follow-ups. It's such a, there's so many ways in which you can use it. So I'm glad to see that people are taking advantage of that. Uh, But I would also say seminars are back in a big, big way. We really, obviously, they came to almost a complete halt during COVID. And then in, gosh, I'm trying to think of the month, but 2021, we definitely had people pick back up. 2022, they're really starting to gain momentum. I think 2023, what sometimes you will see here first quarter is agents, advisors are a little slow to get their seminars started. And so sometimes they don't have their first seminar until March, like I did, which mine is because I've got other full-time positions that I'm focusing on. But we really didn't see that this year. People really came out of the gate with taking advantage of just the unrest, the need for information, the potential tax changes, the debt ceiling, the worries about Fed hiking rates continually. What does that mean? Market volatility. Whenever there's confusion or there's unrest like that, that's the best time to go out and do educational events. You don't have to offer meals. You don't have to entice people to come. They want to be with educated, knowledgeable experts and get that info. So seminars seem to be back in a big way. And I would say uh, enhanced planning and the tax seminar would be the two that I've seen get in the most high net worth people 
at least in the last four or five months. So for sure in 2023, this first quarter. What about you guys? Anything that you're seeing on seminars that I didn't think about? Well, I know that uh, the enhanced planning seminar has been working really well for a lot of advisors. From what I he- I'm hearing, a lot of people have had success with that. Uh, but to your point, Jamie, I hear, you know, I'm talking to advisors every day like you guys are. And so many of them, it's like, I think in 2021, even though they could have seminars again, either people out there or they were reluctant or had gotten a focus away from it and thought, well, if I'm doing TV ads, I don't need to do seminars or I started doing radio ads, Uh, but then they got back to it. And I think they're getting back to fundamentals. And that's why people starting toward the end of last year and especially the beginning of this year have really come out of the gate strong. Agreed. I think one of the big things I'm, I'm hearing pretty consistently is response rates. So you know, there for a while, people got away from doing seminars because the response rates, you know, they, they dropped. And so uh, right now uh, we're seeing really good response rates. So it's perfect, perfect time to jump on it and take advantage of the opportunity. And I think that goes for whether you're inviting digitally, like you're trying to fill events through vendors that do that uh, online, or if you're actually sending mailers, both seem to be working right now pretty equally. And that's not always the case. Sometimes one's really uh, taking over the lead for the other. And right now it seems like response rates are good regardless of which route you go. So if you've not taken advantage of that this year, that would be the number one takeaway for me from this episode is go do what's working for others. And a seminar is the quickest, easiest thing to get up and running. You don't have to think about, oh gosh, how am I going to go start a radio show or get a podcast off the ground and running or even get commercials? I know some of that can be a little daunting, but a seminar, you can literally delegate that to a vendor and just show up and be ready to talk to people like you always talk to people. It doesn't have to be super polished, just be real. And that's what people are looking for. So That's what we've seen most with prospecting. Let's talk about the economy a little bit. And I think everybody's probably sick of hearing about the Fed raising interest rates, right? But last week of March raised them again, 25 basis points, which puts us in the four, seven, five to 5% range. The goal of all of this is of course, long-term to get inflation back around 2%. And we really don't know what impact the aggressive rate hikes from last year are going to have on this year yet. We just, we don't know yet. We don't know, were they too aggressive? Is that going to throw us into a recession? Was it just right? Are there more to come? But if you listen to what experts say, they're really thinking the hikes are going to start to slow down now. They call that a dovish outlook, I believe, not hawkish. So dovish, if you want to uh, go drop that on your family tonight, sounds super smart. (laughs) Uh, But it is something that, you know, we've got to keep a close eye on. We don't know, is there going to be a recession? But obviously, consumers, your clients, your prospects, these are the kinds of things that they're wondering about, right? What does this mean for me? What does this mean for my retirement? Should I be changing something? Should I be you know, doing something differently than what I have been doing. And it's one of the reasons why annuities have been so popular 
in quarter one because market volatility is creating this fear in the market and interest rates have skyrocketed, which have made annuity rates increase. So we get asked, Josh, all the time, I know, what do you think rates are going to do? What do you think rates are going to do? Are my rates going to go up? Or are they going to go down? Well, what I would say is watch the 10-year treasury, right? That's the best indication that you can get on what rates are going to do. And I think last week, so last week of quarter one, it dropped a little bit down to 3.38% as of last week, which is down from the high for the year, which happened beginning of March on the 2nd. And I think it was at, I don't know, around three and a half, somewhere in there. I can't remember what the high was, but March 2nd. So it's down maybe 10 basis points or so off the high. But as that starts to come down a little bit, that's what carriers use as their gauge for will they somewhat, will they increase rates? Will they drop rates? So as we start to see that come down a little bit, expect rates maybe starting to come down a little bit. And we've, and we've really, we've seen some of that both, uh, you know, on the indexed annuity side and in the MIGA space, we have seen rates pull back a little bit. So uh, we'll see what happens with the rate increase. Uh, I guess the second part of the equation there is volatility. So mm-hmm. I think with the rate increase, as long as our volatility is not too all over the place, you know, maybe we'll see rates go back up. So uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. But you're, you're right. With the rates being so high, um, it has been a huge benefit to the, the annuity space um, and obviously hurt the bond, you know, the bond space. So we've seen uh, we've seen a good first quarter. Interesting thing with bonds. So those of you that are investment advisors and you do the analysis of what somebody has now, you will see a lot of advisors didn't make a change from that old 60-40 stock bond portfolio. And so you have all of these potential clients that have accounts where they may be 40-50% in bonds and they're long-term bonds, right? I mean, that is such an easy thing to educate your clients on, on why that same old 60-40 portfolio is not what we're recommending right now. Now, you will hear experts talk about short-term rates, like, you know, short-term treasury rates. Yields are at an all-time, not all-time, I want to say 16 years, I, I believe was the last stat that I heard. Yields are higher than they've been in 16 years. So there is a place for some short-term bonds. Because it's inverted. Short-term is better right now. Inverted yield curve. So, so talk about inverted yield curve, a dovish outlook. I mean, people will not know what you're saying, but they will think you are so smart. <laughs> Use it at supper tonight. Throw um, inverted yield curve and just for <laughs> kicks and giggles, arbitrage. Say that in the mix. Arbitrage and there's going to be a dovish outlook Dovish, and an inverted yeah. yield curve. <laughs> Done. Yep. Done. I <laughs> love it. It is such an opportunity to educate people on what they have and then to ask a question to say, hasn't your advisor talked to you about this? Like, are you Mm -hmm. guys not discussing making some changes? Because we don't want to jump ship. We don't want to say, oh, gosh, the sky is falling. Let's completely change course. But it doesn't mean we're not actively managing accounts. And too often what I find in looking at my own clients um, documentation and accounts they unfortunately probably had transactional advisors that sold them something. They sold them mutual funds. They sold them a bond. They sold them stocks. And that's where the majority of your competition is selling things. These consumers are just have this hodgepodge of stuff that they've purchased along the way. But 
a lot of times it's not actually being actively managed. So if you can have a, a good idea, at least a high level overview of what's going on in the economy, what just happened in quarter one, what kind of opportunities that presents, that's a great opener for business. One of the things that I saw last year, you know, as we were looking at um, all the red all over the place, right? Like there's nowhere to hide. Everything as you look at returns, no matter what's out there, everything is in the red, including gold, which is kind of interesting, right? Gold's usually a safe haven. Um, Gold actually increased toward the end of quarter one for a few reasons. One, expectations that the Fed's going to be dovish, otherwise known as less aggressive with rate hikes. That's not as cool sounding. And two, because of banking concerns. So with what we have dealt with over the last few weeks with banking concerns, people start looking for a safe haven. And so gold, you have annuities that are linked to gold. We have ETFs that have gold in them. Those are the kinds of little nuggets that you can talk about where you're really tying it into current events. So keep track, utilize your resources, know what's going on in the economy. Grady Investments puts out a weekly commentary, a bi-weekly commentary, a monthly recap, and then a quarterly economic outlook. That's a full video. So plenty of resources that you can utilize. You can take snippets of that and share it with your clients. You can put your own out there if you want to, but that's the kind of thing that really makes clients appreciative of you providing a little explanation and being on top of all of this, right? You're exactly right. And we kind of talked about this uh, a week or two ago, you know, you want to definitely be the person that's proactive and not reactive. And so this is how you be proactive and it's perfect opportunity with it being at the, uh, the end of the first quarter uh, to reach back out to your clients and, and uh, let them know what's going on. Perfect segue. We didn't plan that, but my last section is on to do's. So being proactive, what do you, what should we be proactive with? Well, at the end of quarter one, this is just my opinion. You know, everybody has their way of doing things at the end of quarter one, I would reach out to every client and I would give them a recap of exactly where they're at, what they have, make sure they know that you're paying attention to it. A lot of times it's not that they're overly nervous or gosh, I think I need to make a change. But when they haven't heard from you, when you guys aren't talking about anything or you're not sharing, hey, this is where we're at. And regardless of whether it's up, it's down, it's flat, this we're on track and here's why they just need to hear that from you. So end of quarter one, you should always be thinking about getting out those quarter one reports as investment advisors. If you're insurance based, contacting clients, providing some commentary, some info. If you have not taken a camera on those folks in a while, do that at least annually, the color of money risk analysis, or if you don't use ours, but you use something similar, you should get a gauge on how their feelings changed. Are they more or less risk adverse than the last time you talked to them? And if it has changed, let's talk through why. Has it really changed because your goals have changed or something in your life has changed? Or are you freaking out about something that you saw in the news and we just need to talk through it? So that's a great opener to get those lines of communication open so you're not blasted at some time in the future with something out of the blue that you didn't even know they were worried about. 
Um, and then, and you got to be quick on this, but we are nearing the tax deadline. And so if you have any clients that are your uh, last minute clients, don't forget to remind them they can still make their IRA contributions for 2022. It's a great reminder too for kid or for parents that maybe have kids that could be making Roth contributions, kids that are old enough to have earned income. This is a great way to spark them to remember to help their kids save early. And that's where you get into that generational planning. So last minute here, you got a couple of weeks, but now's the time to get your emails out, make a few phone calls even to top clients. If you've got the staff to support you to do that, get some social media videos out there. Don't forget about your last minute IRA contribution. So I think those are a few things that you can really take and be proactive with here in the next couple of weeks, all related to the end of quarter one. What do you guys think? Josh is frozen. Tony's giving me the thumbs up, but we were having some technical difficulties. Good show. So. I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Into quarter one, went quick. Have a great game plan going into quarter two because it's going to go by quick as well. Then, you know, we always have the doldrums of summer uh, that come. So, yeah, this is uh, time to capitalize with the way the economy is uh, and get out there and take advantage of it. Yep. And uh, I think the highlight of quarter one, I said summit, but I'm going to rephrase that. I'm going to change my decision. The highlight of quarter one was getting these socks from Jeff Foley. I agree. Yeah. If, if all our advisors. One episode okay. wasn't enough to mention the socks. We I know. I'm, no, I'm bringing it row. back. Well, it's my highlight of quarter one. That's yeah. Yep. You can't forget. Never forget. <laughs> Guys, thank you as usual. Everybody that's listening with us today, we appreciate you being here with us. We hope you found it useful. If there's anything that you want to take advantage of that we talked about, if you'd like to access that market commentary, if you want help putting any kind of recaps together, sending videos to your own clients, that's the kind of thing Josh and I are here for. Let us know. We will help you. Email Josh. What's the email address? The Advisor Arena at gradientiv.com. I'm not even going to risk it for a while. I'm going to have you give the email address since I've uh, messed it up the last few weeks. I'm just going to point to you. That's it, guys. We appreciate you being here. We will see you next week.